0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. I am your host, Therese Reese, and today I am going to read from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And today's promise, <laughs> I said today's promise, today's poem is entitled I Promise. here we go I promise to love you always forever in my heart you will stay I dream about where we will be 50 years from now or even 60 I promise to laugh at your silly jokes and to pretend like it's my first time hearing them over and over again I promise to trust you beyond a shadow of a doubt and when we are faced with indecision, together we will figure things out. I promise to listen to you always. You are my very best friend. I promise to consider your feelings until the very end. I promise to say thank you for all of the things you do. I promise not to take you for granted. I promise that my love for you will stay true. I promise to keep my vows to you. So I hope that you all have had the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode, and I know that it has been a hot minute since I have been on here, just dealing with the nuances of life, doing my best to stay positive, um, despite all the different things that have manifested in my life over these past few months, Um, and I mean, I think I'm doing okay, but yeah, what I wanted to talk about, well, I'm always wanting to talk about something, but I wanted to talk about uncommon favor. So I've been journaling a lot. I used to journal all the time and then I kind of just stopped. Um, But lately I've been trying to take time out to actually just write my thoughts down, do a lot of reflecting, figure some things out internally, um, emotionally, psychologically, mentally, all of that. Um, And so this one I wrote, I wrote it on May the 18th of 2022. And it goes a little something like this. This morning, I woke up to a very distant memory of my past. It was in regards to a woman I met nearly 25 years ago and who, over time, I adopted her as my godmother. This woman was a different ethnicity than me. She was Caucasian to be exact. For those of you that don't know, I am a black woman, (laughs) African-American, depending on who you are speaking to. But I digress. (laughs) I met this woman while I was working as an assistant manager at a parcel store. She was my very last customer for the day. But something transpired on that particular day. And it was on or around December the 22nd of 1997. My computer crashed and this prevented me from being able to check my last customer of the day out. So I did what any assistant manager would do. I called the owner. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I need y'all to remember this was many years ago. So I could have actually been the manager. <laughs> but I don't remember if I was the assistant manager or the manager. So anywho, I again digress. Um, but I had six children at the time. Yeah, because no, 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 no. Let me take that back. I had four, no, three children at the time because my youngest, he had just been born. Um, <clears throat> and at that time I had not found out about the tumor in my brain. Um, but anyway, if I have the titles mixed up, charge it to my head, not my heart. Um, so my computer crashed. I called the owner. And the customer and I, as we waited for the owner to arrive, we stood there and we had conversation. I actually made a little small talk <clears throat> with her. Um, but I also had to make a phone call to my mother. So it just so happened that when I called my mom um, my customer heard the conversation. She could hear bits of the conversation. So she actually heard my mother speaking to me and her tone when I called. So my mom was keeping my newborn son at the time, as well as his big sisters, excuse me. And while I was attempting to convey to her, that due to my computer crashing at work, I would be a little delayed in picking up my children from her home. My customer stood patiently pretending not to hear my conversation with myself and my mother. However, um, my mom was being a little loud that day, and so the customer heard it. And once our conversation ended abruptly, I hung up the phone and began to apologize to the customer. For my unprofessionalism and for not taking the call in private the next thing i know um i was pouring my heart out to her to this absolute stranger just about all of the things that i was going through in my life at that time because i had literally transitioned from working at a temporary agency to becoming an assistant manager or manager like i said i don't quite remember the title Um, but I had transitioned and I was new in that role, not to mention, um, I also had not found a daycare to be a, that I could afford at that time, um, to be able to take care of my children. So I had asked my mother if she would be the one to keep my children until I could kind of figure that whole thing out. And so when I was calling her, you know, for those of you that know a lot about, How some grandparents function um, they will be quick to tell you that they didn't lay down and have that baby so they are not going to take care of that baby so that was kind of the mindset of my mother in those days and so my cus the customer at the time she could hear that frustration over the phone and so um, the reason the next thing I know after I was pouring my heart out to her Um, this could be the reason why I decided to call it Uncommon Favor because that's what I'm about to talk to you all about on today. So, I didn't think much of it at that time that I was actually um, speaking to the customer. Um, I wasn't thinking about not being transparent. I wasn't thinking about the fact that I had just gotten in this role and that me being so transparent could potentially cost me my job. I was just being who I was. And at that time, I was frustrated being a new mom all over again, not knowing how my bills were going to be paid, not knowing who was going to be watching my children while I was trying to make ends meet, not knowing. uh, And I also remember at that time, um, I had been given a 72-hour notice that my lights would be cut off. And that bill, it was around the time that I believe, if I am not mistaken, that Clinton was in office. And he had pretty much made a demand that no one could cut off. It was so hot during those summer days that um, he had pretty much told the electricity companies not to terminate um, electricity. And so um, I had been riding on that grace for three consecutive months. So I had not paid my electricity bill for three consecutive months. And so it was that little window was coming to an end. And now my bill had racked up to almost It was $999 or something like that. But anyway, it was a lot. And so um, I didn't know how in the world that I was going to make that happen, plus pay my rent on time, plus pay all the other bills that came. And so um, I remember that particular morning, I had cried out to God. And I was like, Lord, if you don't do it, it will not get done. And I actually rededicated my life to God on that morning. And so, um, I'm crying my eyes out on my way to work, trying to, you know, just get myself together before I walk into the door, just really frustrated with life, frustrated with the things that the decisions that the poor decisions that I had made that were coming back to haunt me. I was going through that phase in my life. And so what I ended up doing after I rededicated my life, I was like, I'm just going to give it to you because there's nothing that I could do. My um, son's godfather, he had made a phone call to the electricity company. He had asked them for an extension. They honored his extension, which is how we got the 72 hours. And so I knew that I needed a divine miracle if that electricity bill of almost a thousand dollars was going to get paid. And so. I ended up getting myself together, going to work, and lo and behold, the last customer of the day, my computer crashes. Couldn't wait until the the customer left. It had to crash while I had her there. So as I'm pouring my heart out to her and not, like I said, not thinking about anything other than the fact that I got to get all of this that I'm going through, I got to get it out. Got to get it out. I can't keep it in. Talking to her, expressing, you know, my frustrations, apologizing about how my mother was talking to me and that she overheard that. Apologizing for my unprofessionalism, just doing the whole, just all of it. So then the owner shows up, they know each other. So then they have small talk because this was a regular customer, come to find out. So then they have their little small talk and then um, the owner does whatever she does. She works her magic, gets the computer back up and running. I go ahead and charge the customer for her parcel, get all the mailing information, and we're good to go. Charge her, you know, do all of the transactions. We're good to go. So the next morning, I guess I'll give you all some backdrop about that. So pretty much um, where I ended up going to work at. The owner was very peculiar when it came to how you presented yourself. She knew who her audience was. So she, for the lack of a better word, did not want me to be ghetto-fied. She did not want me looking any type of way. Um, She wanted me to be as professional as possible. And I had a thing for braids because I knew that I was cute in braids. So I kind of was defiant in that regard because... Even though she would have preferred that I wore my hair a certain manner, I opted to wear braids. So, when I clocked in that day, she literally told me to clock right back out. In my mind, she was telling me to clock right back out because I was defying her direct order to make sure that I looked professional and did not wear braids in my hair. But that wasn't the case. She told me, you have two guests that would like to see you. So I come out of the back and clocked out, like she said. And when I come out of the back, there is the customer that was there the day before with her son. So she asked me if I would like to go have coffee with her. I said, yes. Um, So we go to, we go next door to a little spot. We're having coffee. And she proceeds to tell me that normally her and her husband give They um, donate to a different company. But she took my testimony home to her husband. And they had had made a um, unanimous decision to adopt me and my children for Christmas that year. And so I'm looking around for Candy camera because I'm like, surely this is a joke. Somebody is playing with me right now. Remember, this is called uncommon favor. So... As I'm looking around, I do not see candid camera. Um, And so she's like, oh, that's not it. And I'm like, okay, that's enough. You know, the fact that you're willing to adopt us for Christmas, that's a blessing. She was like, "Um, how much did you say your electricity bill was? And I told her she writes a check. How much did you say your rent was? And I told her back then, oh my God, I wish I wish I could turn back the hand of time. Because my rent back then, y'all, was only $650 a month. Now, I pay double. Okay? Times have truly, truly, truly changed. But anywho. So... Oh, let me just put that in there. God, I'm grateful that I'm able to pay rent on a regular basis on time that I have learned from my lessons and that I take my bills very seriously and that I pay them a lot of times way in advance than when they're due. Because I learned way back then, don't put off tomorrow, what you can surely do today. So I am grateful for the means to be able to pay my bills on a regular basis. Okay, back to the regular schedule program. (laughs) Okay, so then she asks me how much my rent was. I told her. And then as soon as she writes a check for that, she tells me, and I'm still in shock, okay? I this is a real life story. I am still in shock as I'm watching her write these checks. So then she says, Oh, that's not it. For the next six months to a year, my husband and I would love to pay the daycare of your choice. What? What? Uncommon favor. So, I had the perfect woman in mind. And she did not live far from me. As a matter of fact, she was my next door neighbor <laughs> at that time and that season of my life. And so I wanted to be a blessing to her because she had her own daycare. She was like a grandmother figure who I knew would be perfect for my children and a wonderful influence for my children. Um, She was a very religious woman, a seven-day Adventist at that. And I just loved the way that she ministered love. And so I chose her to be the person that would watch my children while I made a living. And so um, the woman who I adopted as my godmother kept her promise. And that flourished into a relationship that lasted well over 16 years. One of the things that I'll never forget about her is when she invited me to her home. And she invited me to her home and where she lived was where all the wealthy people live, a lot of them anyway. Um, I'm from Austin, Texas, and so this was in Austin, but it was on the outskirts of Austin. And I remember driving in the neighborhood, looking at all these houses, and being in a state of shock because I'd never seen something so beautiful in my life. I had never been exposed to anything like that in my life. And I remember looking and just being in awe of all of these houses. Well, one of them, I was bold enough to get out and go look inside because it was open. It was like it was under construction. So it was open. So I parked my car. I had a little time before I had to meet her for my appointment with her. And so I walk into this home and I could just see all these beautiful trees. And oh, my God, like the den area was everywhere that I walked. It was just like. It felt like royalty. So I remember thinking to myself, I'm not dreaming big enough. I'm not applying my faith right. Because I recall reading that God has no respect of persons. And yet, I have never seen anything so beautiful in my life. So what she did, and maybe she was consciously aware or maybe she was unconsciously aware. What she did was expose me to a reality that nine times out of ten I may not have ever been exposed to had our paths not crossed at that parcel store. She allowed me to see what uncommon favor felt like, what it looked like, what it could be in my life. And when I showed up in her home, one of the things that she had me do, which I literally have recognized that I've carried it to this day. So if anyone were to ever ask me and if she were to ever hear this podcast, because we've lost touch. But if anyone were to ever ask me if she made an impression upon my heart, I would have to say without wavering, absolutely yes. Because that particular day when I met up with her, one of the things she had me do when we sat at the table, she had me empty out my purse. Which I thought was strange, but I obeyed. So I emptied out my purse and she said, we're going to see what you spend the majority of your money on. And... As we went through this process, she found receipts. We looked at the receipts. There was a lot of makeup. So she put everything in, like, she compartmentalized everything that was in my purse. She put the keys where the keys needed to go. She put the wallet where the wallet needed to go. She put the receipts where the receipts were. And then she put the makeup where the makeup was. And whatever else was in my, whatever knickknacks was also in my purse. She set that aside. She had a notebook. So she wrote down. This is what, you know, of course you need keys because you need that to drive the car and have access to your home. We get that. Okay, so here's the receipts. So what I was doing way back then as a single mother, and I find myself doing it every once in a while now, but I, by the grace of God, I don't do it how I used to do it back then. I'm more consciously aware once she brought it to my attention. So what I used to do, because... I did not necessarily have an in like inside of my apartment. There wasn't a washer and a dryer. So what I used to do instead of taking $20 to go and wash clothes at a laundromat, I would take $50 and go buy a brand new wardrobe for me and my children. And I did that. So this is the reason why looking back, hindsight can be 100% at times This is one of the reasons why I was unable to pay my electricity bill and why she literally came to my rescue. But it took her revealing to me where I was misappropriating my funds for me to see where the problem was. What I was doing was I had an and there is probably this probably doesn't even exist for the but for the lack of sharing this with y'all. I'm going to call it this i had the instant gratification syndrome i don't even know if that's a real thing but i was all about instant gratification i was all about let me take care of this right now not worry about the the long-term effects i just know you know whether it be brand new clothes whether it be a, a hot meal at a fast food restaurant I just wanted instant gratification. I did not want to take the time out sometimes to cook. I did not. So in my doing that, I was literally just throwing money away. What she taught me to do was to manage my money more wisely. So she allowed me to see how paying For my bills first, first of all, that took a load of anxiety off of my shoulders when she helped me to maneuver and to see it makes more sense for you to pay your bills and then for you to set a budget aside for you to be able to, let's say you do want to go buy a brand new outfit. Let's say you do want to go out to eat at a a nice restaurant. Let's say you do. And then she said also to go, she's like, I know people are against window shopping, but she says sometimes your attitude will change toward that item if you just go look at it for a moment, sleep on it for a night, and then go back and see if you have that same urgency to purchase that item. She was like, that also could help you save money. So we, she went and bought me um, the book, Susie Oseman. I hope I'm saying that right. She went and invested in that. And so over the course of years, what she was trying to teach me is the value of the dollar. Uncommon favor. Because I didn't learn that growing up. I wasn't taught that growing up. But she took the time out to invest in a total stranger. Just to give me a chance of seeing a glimpse of what hope could truly look like if I applied the tools that she was sharing with me. We talked about wealth. We talked about poverty. We talked about why some ethnicities are more poverty stricken. We had those candid conversations about discrimination. We had those talks. And we, she was open with me in terms of how she was raised. She was considered more of a liberal. I was open in terms of how I was raised. And so we created a dialogue and a friendship that literally lasted for a span of 16 years. In my honest opinion, the only reason why the, the, the relationship dissolved, so to speak, is because I made a decision Outside of what she was trying to gear me toward and it hurt her. So I made a decision to buy a brand new car (laughs) when she was trying to buy me a brand new house. And looking back, I knew the reason why I was purchasing the vehicle is because I needed dependable transportation because the transportation that was being afforded to me kept leaving me stranded and I had young children. So I made a conscious decision to invest in something that would get me from point A to point B without us being stranded in a city that I wasn't from. Because at that time I was residing in Dallas, Texas. And by my making that decision and not incorporating her in that decision, she felt a sense of betrayal because they were in the process of purchasing me a home purchasing me a home. So she was trying to help me to eliminate debt and I had just created new debt. So that ended up ending our relationship. However, I learned a lot of valuable lessons along the way. And I have applied those lessons going forward um, in my decision-making process and my purchasing of vehicle, like all the things that I learned while I was under her wing, so to speak. Those are the things that I have tried to apply even now. Um, and then some things I was just delayed in because anytime time that you are any time. How can I put this? Any time that you've been taught or maybe not even taught, but it's become a learned behavior in some areas of your life, it may take a long time for you to deprogram that and do things differently. So even though she provided me the tools, some of those things I had to repeat a couple of times until I got it. Until it became a reality for me, until it resonated with me, until I was able to redefine what my relationship with money was. And to do it in such a healthy manner that I'm able to now bless other people and I'm able to now give um, in a way that I wasn't able to do before because I didn't, I didn't value the dollar. I didn't know its worth. I'm able to invest now. I wasn't doing that before. So it's a lot that I learned with my experience with her that I would not have ever, I believe, have learned on my own because I wasn't surrounded by people that had that type of mentality or those type of experiences. She was a woman of wealth. She knew what it was like to be a millionaire. I did not know that, nor had I been able to be around anybody that knew what that was like. And so to be able to be have access to someone of that caliber, I believe that it helped me in a lot of ways. And it's still helping me to this day. And even though we're not in direct contact anymore, there are times that I still hear her voice. There are times that I still... Um, I, I still recall some of the lessons that I've learned, even in how I pay my bills. I noticed that I have a, and this is going to sound real strange for me to say it, but it's, it's true. I have a certain type of joy now that I never had before when it comes to paying my bills. I have a certain appreciation now that I never had before when it comes to paying my bills. Not only that, when it comes to managing money, when it comes to saving money, when it comes to being mindful of credit, all of those things I believe took place because of who I was introduced to when my child was a newborn, when my, he is now 23, but when he was a newborn baby, I was introduced, he might be 24, Jesus help me, because the way my mind is set up right now, if y'all only knew. <laughs> The way my mind is set up right now, I'm just grateful. I truly am grateful to be alive. I just got to work on some of my memories and how, you know. But anyway, so I believe my son is 23. Then again, he could be 24. Anywho, um, just knowing what I know now, I'm grateful that our paths crossed at all. Because that season of my life, it truly was A season of uncommon favor and i do know that god answered that prayer that morning i do know and this is my belief no one has to agree with that you can agree to disagree boo boo i will be okay it'll it is not gonna take from my experience for you to disagree but in my mind i believe that my rededicating myself to god that day my opening up my mind to the possibility and the the acceptability that I could not do all that needed to get done by myself. It opened up doors that no man or woman could shut. And a total stranger walked through that door and changed my entire life. She literally took, I owed at that time well over a thousand, because I owed almost a thousand dollars for my um electricity bill the rent was 650 and then i was paying my mother what i could pay my mother but it was nothing like what the cost of daycare was at that time and so this stranger came into my life and paid the electricity balance to zero paid my rent that made that monthly balance that month's balance zero and then turned around and paid for daycare She said six months to a year, but she actually took care of it for a year. And then on top of that, within that time, we developed a relationship to where whenever she would show up at my home, if she saw a need the time before, the next time she showed up, that need was met. Uncommon favor. Maybe you're the person that needs to be present in someone's life to offer uncommon favor to them. Or maybe you're the person that is going to receive uncommon favor. But my advice to you, whether you are on the giving or the receiving end, is not to take the experience for granted. There is one thing that she said to me over the course of the years, because we went through so much together. But over the course of the years, mind you, this is the same person that when I found out that I had a tumor in my brain the first time, flew from California to make sure that she was present during my brain surgeries. She didn't have to do it. She chose to do it. I, I, there's so many times that the uncommon favor showed up through her in my life. But one thing that I could honestly and I would honestly advise anyone, whether you're the receiver or the giver of uncommon favor, is not to take that experience for granted. Because people do not have to be nice. People do not have to be kind. People do not have to operate in love, unconditional love at that. And so when they do, don't take that for granted. Gain the knowledge and the wisdom from those experiences and do whatever you can to pay it forward. Do whatever you can to be a blessing to someone that may never be able to pay you back. I'm sure she knew as a millionaire that there was no way nine times out of ten unless God himself stepped into my finances. Was going to be able to repay her for the vehicle she purchased for me because she, she bought way more. She bought more than one car for me over the course of the 16 years. I'm sure that God knew and she knew too, that there was no way that I would be able to repay her for the, for all other than showing my gratitude. But other than that, there was no physical way that I would be able to ever repay her for her uncommon favor on my that she bestowed upon my life, that God used her to bestow upon my life. I'm sure that she knew that, but it did not stop her from showing me uncommon favor. And so if there's someone in your world, if there's someone in your life that is blessing you beyond measure in their acts of kindness, don't take that for granted. Don't act entitled like they owe you something. That's a gift. That's an uncommon gift. Be grateful. Be grateful be absolutely grateful when uncommon favor shows up in your life no matter how it does it's uncommon favor for millions of people to die of covid and you still be here be grateful it's uncommon favor for millions of people to lose their employment and you still you are still employed be grateful it is uncommon favor For millions of people to lose their residency and you still have a place of residency. Be grateful. There are so many people that don't even have clean water to drink. But you do. Be grateful. Uncommon favor shows up in so many ways. So many facets of our lives that sometimes we can get into this entitlement mentality, that we feel like we're entitled, that we feel like someone owes us, try not to be that person and be grateful for the uncommon favor that manifests in your life on a daily basis or on a, whenever it shows up, because it may not be a daily basis in your eyes from your perspective. I look at it like anytime that I'm waking up and I'm clothed in my right mind, I am able to have the working of my limbs. I am able to still speak. I am able to still see my children. I am able to still hear their voices. I am able to still touch my grandchild. Love on them. That is uncommon favor in my eyes. But I don't believe that I was able to recognize what it even looked like until I crossed paths with that woman who I called my godmother for many, many years. If you are someone who has experienced uncommon favor, please be grateful. Be grateful because that is a beautiful thing. So I hope that y'all have the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon. Oh, that's the one thing that I was going to tell you. One, the one thing that she said to me that I'll never forget is that she said, you think that you're the only one that has been blessed by us being in your life. But Teresa, we have also been equally blessed by you being our, in our lives as well. That has I've carried that with me throughout the course of my journey thus far. To know that even though it seemed like she was doing more of the giving and I was doing more of the receiving, that she still felt that she was equally blessed by having me in her life. That's a blessing too. So this is going to end my episode on today. But I hope that y'all have the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. But please, please, please do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye. And thank you for listening.